Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Carissa Stanton, founder of the popular blog and social media account, Brock Your Body. Carissa believes that all food has a place in a healthy diet and that balance is the key to everything in life. Her passion for movement and well-being led her to a degree in kinesiology with an emphasis in fitness, health, and nutrition from San Diego State University. Carissa's recipes are approachable, nourishing, and always fun. Her goal is to not just share delicious recipes, but to show you just how exciting and easy cooking can be. In this episode, we talk about Carissa's path to becoming a successful influencer. Carissa shares all about her relationship with food and how to have more joy and flexibility in eating, along with tips to be in a happier place in your life, including the importance of relationships, doing uncomfortable things, intuitive eating, and daily movement. We talk about her favorite recipes from her new cookbook, what recipes tend to go viral, her relationship with social media, and so much more. Keep listening to learn all about Carissa. It's officially oatmeal season, and I'm so excited to share that you can find our Purely Elizabeth oatmeal products at select Walmart stores just in time to get cozy with a warming breakfast. You can find our blueberry flax oatmeal multi-packs and dark chocolate chunk oatmeal cups in the cereal aisle. Our gluten-free instant oatmeals are made with organic oats combined with five superfood grades and seeds for a delicious taste and texture. Our packs and cups make for an easy breakfast, snack, or dessert, and they're also perfect to take on the go. Click the store locator in the show notes to find a Walmart store near you. Happy oatmeal season and happy shopping! Carissa, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for our conversation today. So excited to finally meet. And we are such huge fans of yours here at Purely Elizabeth. Thank you. Same over here. I am like constantly eating the granola and I have the oatmeal regularly for breakfast. It's so good. Love it. Why is it so much better than other oatmeal? Good question. Cause it's not just oats. Cause we have all of the ancient grains and superfood seeds. So I think it's like the texture that makes it more interesting than just plain oats. Yeah. It's like softer and nice. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to jump in to your origin story and originally what inspired you to start your blog? Because I'm sure when you started the blog, you weren't like, I'm going to become an influencer and have this big Instagram account. It was, let's start with a blog. Totally. Yeah. I started with my Instagram page because I was living in San Diego at the time. I had a ton of girlfriends and we would do like our girls' nights dinners and I would always cook. I've always had a, like a passion for cooking ever since I was young. It was always something that really interested me. And I would make whatever it was for dinner. And then I would have someone text me and say like, what was that recipe? And I would type it out. And then a couple of weeks later, someone else would ask me and I'd have to type it out again. And I'm like, how about I just started Instagram? I'm going to post my recipes on there. Kind of just like a way to be a little bit creative. When I was off work, I was working a nine to five job at the time. So it was kind of just a fun outlet for me to 
post my recipes for like mostly my friends and stuff to see and just have fun and be a little bit creative when I was done working my desk job. And then it kind of just took off from there. It was very organic. What year was this? This was in 2017. Okay. So it was a while ago, even though it feels like it was very recent. It was a very long time ago. But I remember when I first started that everyone it was saying like, everyone's trying to be a food blogger and there's so many people out there, which I feel like people are always saying. And I'm so glad I just did it because obviously it has paid off so much. But yeah, I wasn't really focused on photography at all. I tried to obviously make my food look appealing, but I noticed that once my audience started to grow, that they didn't really care so much about these beautiful aesthetic photos, which is what I thought people liked to see on Instagram. They really just wanted like quick, easy, healthy recipes, which is what I post now. Um, But I really just love that about my audience. They're just down for good recipes. They don't necessarily want to see this like beautiful aesthetic plate. They're just like, what can I actually make in 20 minutes when I'm off work that's going to taste good? So it's it's truly what I'm still posting today. So we've stuck to it. <laughs> that's awesome. So at the time, what were you doing? What was your nine to five? I was working in real estate. And if anyone knows real estate, I was a transaction coordinator. Well, first I was like answering phones at the front desk. And then I worked myself up and I was a transaction coordinator and had more of a flexible schedule because you work for yourself, you get paid per transaction. So basically I was doing all of the paperwork for when people would buy a house, which is actually really helpful knowledge. (laughs) But it was like the complete opposite of what I do. There was no creativity. It was literally a checklist that I would check off and make sure people signed and initialed where they were supposed to on the paper. So it was very, whatever word, the opposite of creative is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So you were not inspired, might you say, in that role. But you started posting on Instagram and I know you said like it just took off from there, but it obviously didn't like just no. just take off from there. So what did that look like? And and at what point did you eventually leave your job in real estate to do Rock Your Body? And was that the name from day one? Yeah, since day one. And what was the meaning? Or how'd you come up with it? Literally, I texted my group of girlfriends and said... I'm going to start a food page. What should the name be? And people were just sending out names. And one of my best friends, Rio, was like, you should name it Rock Your Body, like a little like pun. Uh, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I just did it. I didn't really put much thought into it, uh, which I wish I did now. But I mean, I love it. It's, it's a like, great name. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really not much thought put into the name. But when I first started my page, it looked, it looked a lot different than what it looks like now. I'm... I found my stride pretty quickly. But when I first started out, I was trying to do what other people were doing online and it did not look good. It was not a good look for me. I would post like, it was kind of the time of like, remember when people were putting like frozen cauliflower in their smoothies instead of bananas. And so I would try and post things like like that. Like the rainbow smoothie bowls. 
Yes. I would try, I would post smoothie bowls and they would just, they would, they would look horrible. They're still, they saw my page. If you scroll back long enough, you can see. So I was just trying to do things that I was seeing and it just, it wasn't me. And I feel like people could tell it just wasn't working. And I've told this story before, but I remember one night I made chili and I like held my bowl and I took a picture of it. It was like a vegetarian chili. I still make it. And it was a horrible photo, but it was what I was eating for dinner and it was quick and it was easy. And I got, I remember so many likes and so many comments and people were, you know, making it. And I'm like, this is really what people want because this is obviously what I'm eating for dinner and I don't have to make these gross (laughs) anymore. And that was kind of when I found out that people really were just there for the the food. They didn't care so much about the stuff that I was doing that I wasn't enjoying anyway, which was a really nice feeling. Um, and yeah, so it, it was a very gradual build. Um, I feel like an old person when I say this, but like growing an Instagram account before reels was a thing was yeah. so much work. Like it was like follower by follower. Now I feel like it's like your video goes viral and it's great. You get a ton of followers. And I, I mean, I love it, but it was hard work. And I moved to LA in December, January, January, 2020. So like right before COVID hit. And that's when I left my real estate job. And I definitely made sure that I was making a good living on my Instagram before I left my job. I had a good savings account. I wasn't one of those people that was like, okay, I'm just going to take this leap of faith and hope that it works out. I was a lot more planned out than that. I'm a Capricorn. So (laughs) I had to make sure that everything was going to be fine and like set out the way I wanted it to be. But I think that's also important for people to hear is that you can start an account or follow whatever your passion is that maybe you would want to pursue as a career one day and do it on the side and you know start making money and you know leave your job once you really feel comfortable you don't have to do this like crazy. doesn't have to be an all or nothing right so i definitely could have done it a lot sooner but yeah up until 2020 i was working my other job and once I was officially like making more money doing my Instagram, I'm like, okay, now I can leave the job. So it was a, a very smooth, cushy transition, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. I think that, no, I think that's a really important lesson for people to hear because oftentimes you hear a lot of people say, you know, they had to quit, they left their job and like took this leap of faith. And it doesn't always have to be that way, just as you said. And I also really love what you said about following, like you were following the trends on Instagram and posting things that really weren't authentic to you. And I think most people end up saying like the success comes when you are authentic and you're showing up as yourself. And so it was very clear and eye-opening probably for you of like, wait, I can just be myself and and this thing works. Totally. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to try and post what these other... And and now looking back, like I was literally looking at professional like food stylist photos, thinking that that was what I needed to post. Like it was, it was crazy. And I was just trying to do it in my little apartment with my iPhone. Like that would <laughs> never work. I still couldn't do that. What was your first like big 
paid partnership or um, at a point where you're like, oh, I can really monetize this and this can actually be a career? I started doing it when I was doing a lot of affiliate. So I was getting percentages of the things that I sold. So I'd have a discount code, you know how it works. And, and I would get a small percentage of whatever I would sell. So that's how I really started making money. And that's a lot of hard work and a lot of... You have to have a great community that trusts you. So I started doing it that way. And brands would see that I was you know, bringing in some money off of the affiliates. And then they would start offering me like small fee. I remember specifically my very first paid post. And it was with this liquid coconut oil company. And they paid me $30 per post. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so excited because I would go, I was working at my office job and I would get Starbucks in the mornings and I was not making a whole lot of money. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to pay for my Friday Starbucks for like a month or two. Like, this is so amazing. I was so excited. Um, so that was my, my very first actual paid post. And it was 30 bucks and I was just beyond. I remember calling my mom and telling her, this company is paying me $30. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I still get that same excitement every day when I see, you know, brands that I love wanting to work with me. It's just the coolest, best job ever. (laughs) So how would you describe now what your food philosophy, your content is? It's definitely changed from when I first started, I was definitely, I've always had a great relationship with food, but I was definitely very health conscious. When I first started my page, I was, you know, more of a healthy food account. And now I feel like all of my recipes are generally healthy, but they're a little bit more laid back. I use a little bit more butter and a little splash of heavy cream here and there because I realized along the way that those little things that you're doing to make your food taste so much better and give you that really satisfying feeling aren't really going to make that big of a difference at the end of the day, obviously, unless you have some type of allergy or whatever it is. But I would say that my recipes now are just a lot more relaxed and I really just cook whatever I'm feeling. I do have a really strong relationship with the way food makes me feel. I definitely really tune into that, which I think is just so important. Is that something that you've always had? Yes. I think before I was, I was eating really healthy and I was, you know, feeling really good, but I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that, you know, maybe my meal's after my long day at work, weren't really bringing me joy. They were kind of just the same thing over and over. I was eating a lot of like chicken and quinoa and broccoli, which is great. But I think I was just in a really different place in my life where I cared a lot more about my appearance. And um, I wasn't necessarily eating all of these healthy foods for the best reasons. And now I feel like when I do you know, eat a plate of vegetables and protein. And even if I am eating that same meal, I'm eating it because 
it's, you know, giving me energy and it makes me feel really good. I'm not doing it because maybe it's lowering calories or I'm not adding any, you know, sauce or cheese on top because that's, you know, additional calories and whatever it may be. Um, so I think, I think now I'm just so in tune with, I still will go out and indulge and eat a big bowl of pasta, even though I know it's going to send me right to bed. <laughs> um, I think that it's just really important to, for everyone to just really tune into because everyone is just so different. Some people can, you know, go and eat a bowl of ice cream and feel totally fine. For me, sugar is like my enemy. It makes me feel so horrible. I hate it. Um, so it just kind of really, my food now just really looks like what mood I'm in, how I'm wanting to feel after I eat, which is usually energized and, you know, feeling ready to conquer my busy schedule. So I think it's just really a good balance of healthy food and comforting food that's going to make you feel good. So, so many questions in that. I guess first, you know, it sounds like you're really eating more sort of intuitively than you were in the past. People say that they're like, oh, you're, you're an intuitive eater. And I'm like, maybe I've never, I've never really looked into it. It's just so funny. Like, I feel like everyone has like these, these names. Yeah. I'm like, it just, yeah. So maybe you're listening, you're listening to what your body needs is what you're doing versus being a little bit more restrictive and prescriptive in the past. So what tips can you share or like, what did you do if, if you know, or if it was just, you know, a subtle thing over the years to kind of shift that mindset? Cause I think it's a super healthy mindset to be in and one that, um, I think a lot of people would, you know, strive to want to feel in that place that you are now. Totally. It was definitely gradual, but I think when I look back at my overall life, when I was eating like that and had that mindset, I I wasn't generally super happy. I was living in San Diego and I was feeling like I needed a change. I wasn't necessarily happy in my relationship at the time. And I feel like I was not finding joy in a lot of the day-to-day things in life. And fast forwarding to where I am now in the present moment, I just feel so comfortable with myself. And I think it also has a lot to do with, I'm in my early thirties now. I feel like once you're in your (laughs) thirties, I don't really care about anything anymore. I don't really care too much about what other people think of me. I'm in a really happy relationship. I'm in a great place in my life. And I feel like all of that I had to work really hard for. But I think when you make these conscious changes in your life to be a happier person and to live a better life, it's a lot of work. But I think that all of these things kind of fall into place, if that makes sense. Totally. Were there any specific things that you were doing to feel happier and better in your life? Yeah, there's so many things. I Share think. them. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's give you a little list. I think that the the relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or friendships, I think that surrounding yourself with good people is probably it's the most important thing that you can yeah. do for your health. I've really been conscious of who I spend my time with and people that don't really energize me and make me feel good after I'm done hanging out with them. 
I'm seeing less of those people and more of the people that make me feel really good. So I think that relationships is, is so high up there. And I, I think it's something that like not that many people talk about when we're talking about health. Obviously, like a lot of it goes to nutrition and exercise, but I think that having really great positive relationships in your life is so, so important. And then if you're not feeling really good or happy about anything in your life, just, I mean, I feel like kind of a hypocrite saying this because (laughs) I'm one of those people that will like stay in an uncomfortable relationship because I hate change, but I have had to make those really hard choices along the way to change certain things in my life. Like I wasn't feeling super happy living in San Diego, even though so comfortable, all of my friends lived there. I knew like two people when I moved to LA, but I just felt like it would be a positive change in my life. And it has been amazing. And I'm just so, so happy here. And it's really just changed my life. So making those hard changes that you don't necessarily want to make at the time, they will always pay off. But again, I feel like a hypocrite saying that because I, it's really hard for me to make changes, but I think that's true for so many people. Yeah. I feel like it's worth it. And just like overall, my whole relationship with exercise too has made such a positive impact on my life. I used to be like a berries girl. I would go to berries and hot yoga. And I mean, there's definitely people that do it and love it. And I think that's amazing. But for me, switching my workouts to walking outside, doing some, you know, Pilates flows and lifting weights for like maybe 20 minutes a couple times a week, as opposed to doing it for like over an hour has really energized me and given me this like clarity on life, I would say. I'm not feeling like exhausted all the time. And like, I almost felt like I needed to wake up and like beat myself up so I could, you know, go the rest of my day. It was weird, but now I feel like I'm so much easier on myself and it's had such a positive impact on my life. So a lot of just small changes and really evaluating every little thing that you do each day, who you're hanging out with, what, what you're eating, what, what exercises you're doing, where you're living, what like all of it, just making little changes throughout the years has had such a, an amazing impact on my overall health. That's amazing. That's so great to hear. Such great tips. I think having those small, like what we do daily, those small, tiny habits are what make up our life. And as you said, like making those small changes are so critical. So Sounds like you are in a great place filled with lots of joy and happiness. And that certainly exudes into the food that you're making. And part of that is in exuding the happiness in creating your cookbook, which I'm so excited to get into. Tell us all about that. What was the process like? And how do you balance like creating recipes while also creating your daily content? Yes, it was very hard. I'm also very excited to talk about this. I haven't been able to talk about the book and I've been working on it for years. It's always been such a goal of mine and I'm so excited for it to come out. How long ago did you think about it? And is this something that you've been like manifesting and had on a vision board? Yeah, I would say like a year after I started my account and I realized that it was going to be 
something more significant than me just posting my recipes for friends. I was like, okay, I really want to write a cookbook. So it's been in my brain for a very long time. And I have been working on it for over two years and haven't been able to talk about it, which has been literally torture for me. (laughs) But the process is so crazy. It's the most work I've ever put into anything in my entire life. It feels like a child. It basically starts off with writing a proposal. You have to think of all of your recipes. My book has a hundred recipes in it and they're all categorized in a way that I think when I'm cooking. So there's an appetizer section, which I'm such an appetizer girl. I feel like I'll go out to dinner and just order appetizers. There's a dinner in 30 section. So it's meals in under 30 minutes feel good food, which is a healthier chapter. I was cooking from it a lot after Labor Day weekend when I was like eating out and enjoying myself and having margaritas. It's kind of for like that week after when you're like, okay, I really need a lot lot of vegetables (laughs) and lean protein in my life. And then there is, I'm not going to be going in correct order, but there's restaurant remakes. So makes of some dishes that I love from different restaurants, whether it's, there's some like from Via Crota in New York to like Taco Bell. So it kind of (laughs) spans um, all across. And then there is major mains, which are recipes for when you're hosting or you want something a little bit fancier, like not what you're going to have on like an average Tuesday night. Then there is soup queen, which are all soup recipes because I'm such a soup girl Mm -hmm. and I love, love soup. So there's a whole chapter on that. And then there is a cocktail and dessert chapter. So. Sounds amazing. Yes. It's kind of like everything that you'll need. And it's, was just the most insane process. The writing of the recipes is, is so crazy because I, thought I knew how to write a recipe, but you have to hire people to help you because I didn't realize how specific you need to get. And there's just so many nuances that I was not aware of. So kind of relearning how to professionally write a recipe. Yeah. Very eye-opening because I have never been trained on that. I really just kind of started posting on Instagram and, you know, repeating what I how I saw other recipes written. So that was crazy. The whole process, it was, it's a lot of editing and rereading. Um, and the photo shoot is just so much fun too. Once you have all the recipes done and you get to shoot them and it was really just like a dream come true. And now that it's all put together and ready to go, I am just beyond excited. Well, we can't wait to get it. And in the meantime, we can pre-order it, right? Yes. You can pre-order really anywhere books are sold and it comes out in April, which Congratulations. I'm really counting down the days. Thank you. That is so exciting. What a process. So how did you manage doing all of that amongst your other day-to-day and like any great productivity or organization tips around that? Because that seems like was a lot to balance. It was a lot. And there was really no like organization or schedule to it. I was honestly just cooking constantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think I really had to take a step back from posting on Instagram and being okay and realizing that people have lives and they're not sitting at their phones waiting for me to post every day. (laughs) It's hard because it's my whole life and I think about it all the time and I'm interacting with people all day. But the reality of the situation, I think this can apply to people, you know, really in any job is that if you need to take a moment or you need to take a few hours a day to do something that really, whether it's writing a cookbook or whether it's doing something for your mental health. Yesterday, I took a couple hours and went out, got myself a matcha, walked around, did a little shopping, came back. And it just like really helps you put everything into perspective. So I think that just taking a step back from every project that I was working on and realizing that it was all going to get done, having to like really take a few deep breaths and um, realizing that if I didn't post on Instagram that day, it was going to be okay. And I really just was constantly cooking and doing dishes and there was no really organization. I think when you're like more of a creative person, you have to just wait till it strikes and jump on it. Um, I was definitely posting a lot of like older recipes from my blog. I would like repurpose them and remake them and try and just like try and get by as I was in like the depths of recipe testing. Um, because I obviously didn't want to tell everyone about the book too early because then by the time it come out, no, everyone would be like, okay, we've, we've been hearing about that for years. <laughs> But yeah, the reality of the situation is it was really just a ton of hard work and it was messy and it was so fun. Looking back, it was one of those things where I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah. Blocked it out from my mind because it was so much work. But yeah, it was like, you know, from when I woke up till like nine o'clock at night, I was in the kitchen cooking. Are you ready to do number two after this experience? Honestly, it's, it's, I feel like it's like people, I don't have kids, but I feel like it's when people say they have babies, it's like you give birth and you kind of forget. Yeah. Everyone I talk to been like, yeah, like your mind kind of like blocks out. So you, then you're just like, oh, I want to do it again. That's how I feel again. I'm literally like already thinking about my second book. (laughs) That's awesome. What's your favorite, maybe one or two recipes in the book? Oh my gosh. Okay. Or three. (laughs) I know this is like, I should have been prepared for this. Okay. So uh, the recipe that I've made the most from the book are the carnitas, which are so good. I do. I cook them differently than traditional, which is they, you know, cook them in lard, which is so delicious. But I found that cooking them in water is just gives you like just as a delicious result and they're a lot healthier and they're so good. I didn't realize how much I love carnitas until I made this recipe. So there's like a carnitas taco bar recipe that anytime I have more than like two or three friends over, I make it and everyone is obsessed. And I definitely have passed that one on early to a lot of friends because everyone loves it. We're easy to make, make a big batch Um, I also, there's a, I call it date night chicken in creamy mushroom sauce because 
it's one of those dishes that it comes together in 30 minutes, but it feels like really fancy. And I think I made it for my boyfriend and I on Valentine's Day, which is kind of what the the name came out to, but it is like one of the best chicken dishes I've ever made. And it's definitely a favorite in the book. And then, oh my gosh, let's see. The desserts are so good. There's a strawberry galette that, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on galettes. They're kind of like a classier pie. Totally. I personally am a really bad baker. I don't really make too many baked goods. Because you don't like to follow the recipe that much? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. I get in like a certain mood every once in a while where I'm like, okay, I want to like measure things (laughs) and then I'll, and then I'll bake. But the, the dessert chapter is called piece of cake because they're all very easy to make desserts. There's nothing complicated or crazy in there, but the galette is made in a cast iron. So that's a great idea. It's like you freeform it, right? Right. Made in a cast iron. So it's all contained. So you really can't mess it up. And it's just brilliant, especially for adding like ice cream on top. It makes it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's another favorite. I mean, I could seriously talk, I could talk about the recipes for ever and ever. They're some of my best and I'm just over the moon. So excited for people to get it. Can't wait. So what non-cookbook recipes, what are some of your recipes that have been the most viral and any that you've been like super surprised about other than your initial first veggie chili? Surprising. Surprising. I can never really guess which recipes are going to blow up. It's kind of fun that way. It's fun. I think that before I post, I'm always like, okay, am I proud of this? Because you never know how things are going to do. There, <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I post something that I think is going to go viral and nobody cares about it. So before I post, I'm like, okay, do am I proud of this? Do I like this recipe? And then I just push it out in the world and they let them do what they will with it. But my most viral recipes are, I remade the La Scala chopped salad from La Scala in Beverly Hills. It's a very famous chopped salad, which I remade that Oh, gosh, I want to say like maybe three years ago and it blew up. It was one of those things where I'm like, okay, people are really into this chopped salad. I think it's because I said like, the Kardashians have been spotted there. Justin Bieber's been spotted there. It's a yeah. very famous salad. So I think people maybe liked that. So that one went crazy. And then I made a Greek style lemon chicken soup, which I have like the option to do either cauliflower rice or orzo or regular rice, whatever it is. So there's some options in there. It's just packed with vegetables and chicken, you know, protein. And it just, that one went crazy too. It's like, you can't, they're, they're really random. Like I wish I had like, you know, something that was, I don't know. And then most recently I posted a beef and broccoli recipe and it went super viral. I'm like, I don't know. So confusing, right? I know. I'm like, give me like a trend that I can follow. You know what I mean? They're, they're just, they're just really random, but I, that's what I really like about the people that come to me for recipes is like they're all the recipes are just delicious and fun and they're easy to make. So I think that that's maybe the the common trend. People are just really looking for things that are good and delicious. Delicious. Yeah. So I I truly don't know. And I definitely, obviously it's a great when a recipe like does really well, but I'm like, I, I just post what I, what I'm truly eating for dinner. And And are you planning, so are you planning that out in the week or like that day? Are you deciding what you're making for dinner? 
Um, I try to plan for the week. Like on Sunday, I'll be like, okay, what are we going to have? And I'll try and order groceries and figure it out. But it's really just kind of what I'm in the mood for. I don't I really think like too hard. I feel like the yeah. harder I think, the less people can tell. And they're like, you got to chill out. <laughs> yeah. Got to stay true to what you're in the mood for. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say overall has now as your relationship just with social media and like how hard is that for you constantly feeling like you need to be on posting not posting how has that been for you I feel like it's changed a lot I used to feel like I needed to be on a lot more I also used to have a nine-to-five job so I try to be on and working from at least nine to five every day but I slowly realized that being on and working at this job is just so much more exhausting because you're constantly changing gears. Like I'm trying to create sponsored content and then I'm filming a recipe and then I'm trying to post stories in real time. And then I'm checking emails and then I'm running my business and all around doing my taxes, yeah. <laughs> like all this crazy stuff. So it's truly, really draining and exhausting. Um, but I think having that nine to five job, I'm like, okay, you need to be working like eight hours a day, which can definitely get very tiring props to everyone out there that does a full eight hour day every single day. But yeah, I think that as time has gone on, I've realized kind of what I said earlier that people aren't, people have lives. They're not waiting by their phone for me to post and they're you know, when I do post, I want to make sure that I have something meaningful that I'm going to say or something of value because I don't want people to take time out of their day, you know, check on me. And I'm just like, I don't know, (laughs) off doing something that's not (laughs) productive or whenever I'm posting, I'm trying to either like make someone smile or teach them something or, you know, post something of value. So I think that not feeling like I need to post every single part of my day, which is kind of how I used to feel. Now I'm like, okay, if I have something meaningful to say or something to share or something to teach, then I'll log on and share it. But um, I think that that's definitely really helped me with my relationship to work in social media. As far as actually being on social media, I would say I'm on Instagram like actually on Instagram scrolling and looking at stuff a lot less than most other people. Because for me, it's like work. Yeah. So when I'm done working for the day. I'm like, okay, I'm not going on Instagram because that's my job. Like you're not going to get off work and go back in the office. <laughs> so I, when I'm on Instagram, I'm like checking messages and posting, or I'm like interacting with a, a you know couple people but I would say like my actual relationship with social media as far as like a consumer is very healthy. That's great. I would like to, I would like to think. <laughs> so you talked about a little bit earlier about your workout routine and how that changed and like going outside on, on walks, which I'm a big going outside on walker too. And I'm just like, oh, no. Winter's going to be here. How is this going to affect my daily walks? But I'm curious to hear any other stuff that you do, any other routines, either in the morning, at night, or in the middle of the day to feel your best and really thrive. Yeah. I meditate. I try to meditate every single day. I would say it's like five times a week. 
Um, but that is so helpful for me. I'm very high anxiety. My brain is so busy all the time. So meditating, I just do 10 minutes a day on Headspace. Indeed. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, I do the semi-guided on Headspace and I do it for 10 minutes a day, usually after I'm done working out. But in the mornings, I like to get my workouts done. So I'll, you know, whether it's a walk, usually my my go-to lately is I'll do like a two to th- three is a lot for me, two, three mile walk in the morning outside. And then I'll come back and I'll do like a flow. Like I love the Sculpt Society is really great. I, I always work out at home. So the Sculpt Society or like Melissa Wood Health, just like a nice flow. And I also have a tonal machine. Mm-hmm. So I'll use that on days where I'm not doing like a Pilates flow or something. And I'll lift weights for like 20, 20, 30 minutes. And that's it. And then I meditate and then I'll get to work. And then as far as winding down, I need a hot shower. I feel like that is like my transition from like, okay, you're done working and you're ready to relax. I'll shower. And then, you know, whether it's reading a book or watching a show, I would say from like seven to 10, I'm just doing absolutely nothing productive. I'm just totally relaxing and, you know, vegging out. But, and that's a very important part of my routine is like doing absolutely nothing before I go to bed. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have like a strict crazy morning routine. I'm not like journaling or, you know, drinking lemon water, or any of that. I try and chug water when I wake up. Um, but that's really it. I think that as long as I'm getting some movement in and I'm getting a nice meditation in the morning and I'm able to wind down at night, I'm feeling good. And I love making dinner, like whether I'm recording or not every single night, I love the process of cooking and making relaxing and meditative too. Yeah, it really is. It's so relaxing to me. Like I just, I, I truly love cooking. Thank God. I still love cooking all these years later. (laughs) Yeah, totally. All right. We're going to move into some rapid fire Q and a, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. What do you wish more people knew about you? I wish more people knew that I feel like a lot, I feel like I'm very transparent online. So I feel like a lot of people know really who I am, but I think I just want people to know that I am like a very caring person and I genuinely like want the best for everyone, whether they're my friends or my community or whoever I really just I'm like a really supportive person. And I always just really want the best for everyone. And I'm also very silly and like not serious. I think people get that though from my Instagram. <laughs> I'm always posting like funny things, but I would say those two. If you could have anybody dead or alive, pick up your cookbook and post a recipe on Instagram that they've made, who would it be? Taylor Swift. Done. Okay. Let's manifest that for you. Easy. And there's a cocktail recipe called the Lavender Haze, which is after one of her songs. Perfect. So hopefully she sees it. (laughs) She will. She's definitely going to see it. I mean, duh. (laughs) Your favorite wellness hack? Hmm. I would say meditating. Yeah. 
three things that you're currently loving? It could be a product, TV show, book, anything. Okay. Currently loving. I love watching Homeland on <sighs> it's the series. It's old. Yeah. And it's so good. I've never watched it. Are you it. just watching it the first time? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's, it's so good. So good. Oh my God. I am fully obsessed. It's it's like a random old TV show, but that is like my current obsession every night watching. <laughs> what season are you on? Uh, two. Oh, so you've got a lot of TV ahead of you. So You're so lucky. <laughs> it's so good. I also love Survivor. Let's loop those two into one because I can't yeah. talk about TV too much. Okay. So um, loving that. And then matcha in the mornings. I am off coffee and doing matcha. It's like a low caffeine morning I'm very, very into. If you're a favorite matcha brand. Oh my God. I can't answer that because I don't know enough yet. Okay. I've only used one brand, but I just ordered, I use matcha bar, which I like, and I just ordered peak whatever matcha. It was really Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've heard good things. So I ordered that. So I'll keep you posted. I, I'm sure you've been to Cha Cha Matcha in LA. Yes. Yes. That's have you had the strawberry matcha there? Oh, I need to get it. Today. Oh my god, it's like so good. On my way. I'm gonna get it. That sounds so good. Um, okay, and then the last thing would be <laughs> so hard. Um I just went shopping yesterday and I got a Jenny Kane my first Jenny Kane sweater. Oh, great. Which I am obsessed with. It was very expensive, but I'm convincing myself that I'm going to have it for the rest of my life. So it's a good investment piece. It's a good like fall investment staple piece, and I'm and I am really loving it. So let's let's go with that. I think okay. I think a good like nice investing in a nice sweater for fall. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone that they should do that. I'm gonna encourage that. I love that one. <laughs> Top three items in your grocery shopping cart. Ground turkey, always. I feel like I'm always making something with turkey, like a skillet. Greek yogurt. Your favorite Greek yogurt? Um, I usually just get like the Fodge brand. What is it? Yeah. Fodgy. Yeah. And then Purely Elizabeth Granola, original. Truly. Thank you. It's so good. I love my snack almost every day. It's like Greek yogurt, granola, berries, honey. So good. Done. Favorite words to live by. Okay. This, I always butcher this quote, but it's Matthew McConaughey from his book, Green Lights. And basically it's like, he's basically saying life isn't about the choices that you make. It's about making a choice and sticking with it hundred percent. Oh, I love that. And I really, I really love that. That's a great one. And lastly, what is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? Mm, I would say daily movement and getting outside. Awesome. All right. Well, in closing, what is next for you? I know you've got a lot of things that you're working on. Yes. So obviously cookbook. I'm so excited about that coming out in April. I really think it's going to be spectacular. And I'm also working on a company of my own, which I'm very, very excited about. I'm going to need lots of your help. Can you give us a sneak peek on what it is? It's yeah. I mean, it's just something that I'm selfishly creating for my own self and it's going to make 
everyone's lives in the kitchen a whole lot easier. I think it'll make a lot of my recipes and recipes overall just a lot more digestible and achievable. So it's going to save us all awesome time. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. So lots of fun stuff on the horizon. Amazing. Well, Carissa, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And in closing, where can everybody find you? At Brock Your Body on Instagram, B-R-O-C-C, Your Body, and BrockYourBody.com. All my recipes are on my website as well. I'm also struggling along on TikTok. Same handle, Brock Your Body. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.